أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم My dear brothers and sisters السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته There is a uh, big topic of discussion in our community today It's to do with relationship education in our schools. Sex and relationship education in our schools is causing a lot of trouble. I don't want to address the topic just like that because it needs a more frank, open conversation with concerned parents and the rest of us. But I want to give you a generic overview of what Allah has made halal for us and what Allah has made ethical for Muslims and what Allah provides as a universal value system for families for all people in all parts of the world first point I would like to raise to you is what Allah says and in everything we have created opposites so that you might find or bear in mind that Allah is one and only. My brothers and sisters, in the way Allah has created all his creation, he has created all of us in opposite genders, men and women. Allah in the Quran says, وَلَيْسَ الزَّكَرَكَ Man can never be like a woman. But a woman can never be like a man. There is a reason why he has made a distinct gender for all of us. The reason is in the original design of Allah. Man and woman, male and female, in everything in creation, makes continuation and continuity of each and every creation possible. If the opposites disappear, species will come to an extinct position. They will be extinct from this earth, from this universe. In some species, you may find the same animal having opposite gender from within. But for it to continue, it must have the opposite. It can't be the same. Procreation cannot happen unless there are opposites. So Allah has created man and woman opposite, as opposites. Opposites in every way. Our thinking, the way we feel and express, the way we look at the world around us, the way we express ourselves, our biological looks, our physical body, they're different. And there is an amazing blessing in that. We should not feel inadequate or in any way, shape or form less to the opposite gender. 
As a man, I should never compare myself to another man or a woman. I am the unique creation of Allah, Allahu Akbar. Allah made me and you unique and very different. But even within my own gender, no men would be similar to another man. Every one of our fingertips are different. Every one of our face and facial features are different. Even the iris in our eyes are different. Our nose are different. Our skin's different. No two people have the same color. Even if you call yourself black, no two black people are the same shade of black. Even if you call yourself white, no two white people are of the same shade of white. It's impossible to be identical in anything. Our features, our shape, our size, all of them are unique. And that in itself is a miracle of Allah that nothing in this world can be compared to. Can any human being ever create so many infinite almost number of creations they are so unique and individual and individualized no they're all unique so i can't compare myself with my fellow human beings or my fellow man or a woman and a woman cannot compare herself with another woman or a man to feel inadequate we're not we're all adequate allah has created us perfectly so opposite gender there is a reason why Allah has created us in opposites. You may bear in mind, continuously think, continuously remember and be reminded that you're different. So that you can learn to cope with the differences, learn to manage the differences rather than try and become the other. I am a man, now I look at a woman, I feel, ah, I should be a woman. That's not the reason for creation. So that you'll be mindful of what Allah has made you and how Allah has made the others. So that you will remain opposites. You don't need to emulate the other. You don't need to become the other. You can remain who you are. In Islam, it's very important. The ethics of family is based on these principles. That you accept Allah has made you in two different genders, male and female. Continuity of human race would be completely at risk. It's an existential threat if you try and deny the need for scientifically as well as in every other way of the opposite gender. If you deny the need for opposite gender, you are denying your own existence. You are pressing the wrong button. Second point I would like to raise to you today. Allah has made us all in pairs. Though we're opposites. So he has made us in different genders. But the purpose of making us different gender is so that we will find a pair for ourselves. Allah has made a pair for me. Allah had made my wife for me. Allah had made me for her. In the beginning of, of creation, our souls were created. Allah had paired us up together those times when he made the souls. I am made to be a pair with somebody. The problem is, in my life's journey, if I look at the wrong place and never meet them, it's not Allah's fault. Allah has made a pair for me. I have not just found the person. I haven't found the person. That's the problem. Sometimes we find the wrong person and we end up having a divorce and then come back to another person and even have a divorce, again have a divorce until we find the right person. Even if we can't say the person we got married to in the first place was the wrong person, perhaps that was the person you were supposed to be with as an experience. All of these are part and parcel of Allah's design. Allahu Akbar. 
My brothers and sisters, Allah has made us all to be in pairs. Some may say, okay, I've not, I'm single all my life, what should I do? Well, you have not looked at the right place. You've been looking at the wrong place. I see often brothers looking at the wrong places for marriage. And sisters too. Or delaying their marriage until they're too old, when nobody will look at them. I'm sorry to say this. Imagine, I am now 47. If I was looking now, what would I be looking at? Sisters were 47? Sisters were 47, they're married already. Alhamdulillah, they have families of their own, they've got children, they will not be available for me. If I'm looking for somebody who's younger than me, younger what? Somebody will look at me, I'm 47, how young? Those who are available, they're in their 20s, many are too old, they will say. Even their parents will say, that man is too old. Allah has made pairs for all of us, my brothers and sisters. The issue is you're not looking at the right time, at the right place, in the right way. And then you blame Allah. And then you try and alter the nature of Allah. You try and alter the nature of Allah because you have failed in your own mission and you apportion the blame on Allah. You need to do the right thing. But recognizing that Allah has made us all in pairs. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Allah says, limitless is the glory to him who has created all of us in opposites. He has created opposites in whatever the earth produces, not only just human beings, everything. Man's own selves and in that of which as yet they have no knowledge. Allah has made everything in opposites and in pairs. Things that you know and things that you don't know. Things that you will discover with time and things that you will not discover. But yet Allah is saying he has made us all in opposite but in pairs. Our oppositeness, my brothers and sisters, is fundamentally and intrinsically for pairing up. Not pairing up of the same, but pairing up of the opposite. That's what the Quran says. Quran doesn't say that you should be pairing up of the same, but opposites. It's what Quran says very categorically. So there is no ambiguity in the ethics when it comes to Islamic family values. When Allah talks about he created us in pairs and in opposite, his refer the reference is to the polarity evident in all creation, both in inanimate and animate objects, which expresses itself, my brothers and sisters, in existence, in opposites, and yet complementary factors. We are opposite, but we will complement one another. We are opposite. We are supposed to be complementary, not in competition. Like, for example, man and woman, Animals and plants, light and darkness, heat and cold, positive and negative magnetic and electrical forces, positive and negative charges such as protons and electrons, in the structures of atom, in all things we see opposites. The purpose of the opposite is what? To create the pairing and the partnership. If you don't bring the positive and the negative, your battery will not charge. You may put positive and positive on one side, try and see if your torchlight would work. If your car battery is flat, get somebody to give you a jump start and connect up the wrong ends and see what happens. You need both to be able to charge up your battery, to be able to keep humanity going. So I want to make this very clear. Allah has created us in opposites so that we'll complement one another in opposite so that we'll pair up as opposites, not the same. Pairing up between the same isn't from Islam, 
isn't from the Quran, isn't from the Sunnah, isn't from the law that Allah has ordained for us. Number three, He's given us family. He's given us a family that comes from two sources blood and marriage. He has created human beings from water. And then he has given him family, a lineage. Um, uh, and he has given him marriage. For your sustainer is ever infinite in his power. He has given you two. One is blood and the other is marriage. It is through these two that you create relationship, no other. And marriage in Islam is between a man and a woman. Marriage in Islam is between a man and a woman. And it is through a marriage or a family lineage that you continue sustaining a family. My brothers and sisters, Quran is very clear. Quran is not ambiguous about the morals and ethics when it comes to family. Family values in Islam are very, very, very clear. Allah created Adam and immediately he created his partner Hawa. If Allah wanted not to create Hawa, he could have created on this universe multitude of man and man and man and man without needing a female. Or Allah could have created Hawa without the need of Adam and he could have created more of Hawa and Hawa and Hawa. But he didn't do that. He created Adam and Hawa, the beginning of human creation, as a sign for humanity to know that it's the opposites in gender that makes the sustainability of humanity possible. Otherwise, you are posing an existential threat. So what should we be teaching our children in schools, in homes, about relationship and family? Well, as a Muslim, what, am, what else am I supposed to teach? The debate in the colleges and universities and schools and parliaments and many other... There are, we need to separate the debate. If somebody says to me, Imam, what is the Islamic position on family? The answer is very clear. A man and a woman in marriage. And in that environment, they bring up family, children. That's what Islam says. If somebody says, I must change the theology of Islam, I must alter the Quran to suit the current narrative, I'm sorry to give you the bad news to those who are demanding this. Quran will never change in its own uh, moral and ethical values. Never. Quran will never change. Has never changed. And will never change. If somebody comes and says to me, okay, there are lots of people who have a relationship with people of the same gender, what shall we do about it? It's a very different discussion. You're not asking me to change my theology, are you? No. You're asking me, am I willing to tolerate? Am I willing to honor? Am I willing to respect the laws of equality in our country? If I'm going to demand equality from my end, my, my side, I must be prepared to give equality to others in return. If I don't give equality to others in return, then I don't deserve to be treated equally. That is the logical position. I am not asked to change my law. I am not asked to change my ethics. I am not going to submit to anyone telling me that Quran must change. No, Quran will remain unambiguous about this. Man and woman is the only relationship Islam recognizes. But are we as Muslims allowed to discriminate people who have relationship with people of their own gender, you're not allowed to discriminate anybody. Whether they're sinners or virtuous, whether they're king or pauper, whether they're a man or a woman, whether they're imam or the musalli, 
you are not allowed to discriminate anybody. Muslims cannot discriminate. We cannot become the judges. Allah is the judge. We are not the judge. We cannot banish anybody to hell or heaven. I don't even know whether I'll go to heaven or hell. I pray that I will go to heaven. Inshallah, I'm doing my best. As long as you are very clear, my theology remains the same. I believe in Allah's words, man and woman in marriage and relationship. Same gender relationship, Islam doesn't accept. And Islam is not going to teach its children the validity of this. But I as a Muslim, and we as Muslims, will never discriminate people based on what they choose, based on, on their sins. No. I'm not allowed to discriminate. That is the Islamic position, unambiguous and very clear. My brothers and sisters, I urge you to become very clear and not be fooled and become emotional about this. Because our family, our values, we should never be ashamed of them. We should stand firm and clear and tell the world, this is what we believe in. May Allah make us people who can promote and protect the values of Islam. A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Alhamdulillah na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shuroori anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu falamudillalahu wa man yudlilhu falahadiyala. ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا حبيبنا محمد عبده ورسوله أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا وداعيا إلى الله بإذنه وسراجا منيرا أما بعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا my dear brothers and sisters, in Surah 4, verse number 1, Allah Azza wa Jal very beautifully outlines the very principle of family ethics. He says, be conscious of your sustainer who has created you out of one living entity. And out of this one entity, he has created its mate. And out of the two, he has spread on this earth multitude of man and woman. And remain conscious of Allah, in whose name you demand your mutual rights. And the rights of those ties of kinship. Verily, Allah is watchful over you. My brothers and sisters, this verse, as I said earlier, reminds you and I to remember that we all came from Allah. Our roots are from Allah. Our source is from Allah. Our life is from Allah. Our death will return us back to Allah. And Allah created you and I all from a single source, single starting point. And it is out of the single starting point He created its partner, in the opposite gender, a male and a female partnership, and paired them up as husbands and husband and wife. And from the two, hundreds and thousands of people have come, millions of people, billions of people have therefore come on this earth. Allah has made that a very clear sign that from the creation, He is the creator. He willed and it became. And it is out of His will we came. If He willed, we would not have been. If He had not willed, we would not have been my brothers and sisters. Our parents play a vital role in that particular process. And Allah has given the man and the woman in that partnership, in that pairing, that right to procreate. 
a divine responsibility delegated to human beings. Go ahead and procreate. Man and woman together procreate in order for you not to only see numbers but also to enjoy the joys of the union between man and a woman. Joy of intimacy, joy of a relationship of love and mercy, joy of a relationship of safety and security, joy of a relationship of stability and firmness, joy of a relationship that you can rely on, you can lean on, and you don't have to worry about if this person is committed to you or not. And it is in this environment, Allah says, you should bring up your family. My brothers and sisters, what is being discussed today about teaching our children about different types of family, Quran is emphatic about our family, a man and a woman. If in some families, father or mother has passed away, Allah have mercy on their soul. If in some cases they've been divorced, all of those cases are exception. But Allah has made his sunnah, the sunnah of humanity, the sunnah, the natural law of humanity that will sustain human race is pairing of between man and woman in partnership in a marriage. Any deviation from it, any compromise of it will compromise human race and our sustainable future. That's what the Quran says. Not my words, Quran says. If people don't like what the Quran says, they don't have to accept the Quran. I have accepted the Quran as word of Allah. We have accepted the words of Allah as the Quran outlines. If somebody doesn't like the Quran, Quran is not for you. Those of us who like the Quran, Quran is for us. And if you accept the Quran fully, you accept the Quran in its entirety. Allah says, are you going to accept some part of the Quran and reject other parts of the Quran? There is no room for such. In Islam, we accept it wholeheartedly and fully. So Quran makes it very clear that man and woman are to be paired together in a relationship. Allah has made you and I as man and woman in different gender. I am not a man trapped. I am not a man trapped in a woman's body. And I'm not a woman trapped in a man's body. Allah doesn't make people like that. To suggest that you are trapped, to entice your children to go and have a change of gender, are going against the teachings of Quran and the Sunnah of beloved Prophet of Allah. If an individual is identified by medical examination, that's a different discussion. But gender fluidity, one day I feel like a man, next day I feel like a woman. One day I feel like becoming a man and a woman together. I can go in and out of gender. Who are you trying to fool? Are you trying to create havoc in the society? With due respect to people who are trying to promote this view, Quran isn't for this view. Islam isn't for this view. Quran and and Islam is absolutely clear. Man and woman are the only relationship Allah makes halal. Otherwise, it isn't. The verse in the Quran, point number five, that I would like to mention to you is where Allah de- defines the purpose of marriage. And amongst his signs, is that it's created a mate from amongst yourselves, a human being just like you. But somebody who is 
opposite to you in their gender. A partner for you who is from amongst you but opposite to you because they are either a male or a female opposite to you. Why? So you can live with them in happiness and tranquility. Actually, the translation doesn't go deep enough. The Arabic word does. لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا actually means so that you can create a safe space where you can live in happiness, in safety, in tranquility, in love and mercy and affection in one interwoven space. That's what it means. لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا You can live with them, not just live with them, but live with them in safety and security. My brothers and sisters, marriage is the only space where you can bring up a family in safety and security, in commitment, with assurance. Marriage is the only space that guarantees you this. Studies after studies have proven when people are married, it's more likely that they will live longer and healthier. It's more likely that they will suffer less from stress and anxiety and mental health problems. It is more likely that their children will prosper. It is more likely that their children will achieve better in life. It is more likely that they will be high achievers and high dreamers, people who will make a difference in the world. It is marriage that ensures this. And it is in the Quran that Allah mentions the concept of marriage. And we are all fully committed to marriage. And marriage is only between and a man, a man and a woman. No deviation from this Quranic principle. Why? So we can create a safe space. Safe space for me to grow. Safe space for my wife to grow. Safe space for my children to grow. Safe space for our parents to grow. Safe space for our neighborhood to grow. Safe space for a society to grow. Because society knows that man and that woman are together. They're committed. They're married. At the exclusion of everybody else, they'll be bringing up a family together. We must provide them help and support in every way possible. That's why marriage becomes a sanctuary, a sanctity, a place of sakina, a place where tranquility, peace, safety, love and mercy can flourish. So Allah says, your duty is to find your pair, your partner, a man or a woman opposite to you. Find them, get married to them and create the right space. Once you have done that, then Allah takes up the responsibility for himself. He says, Allah is then saying, it is my responsibility. The first part is yours. You create the safe space. Allah says, I will then put between the two. Allahu Akbar. Allah takes the second responsibility. You create the right space and Allah will put between the two of you. What? Love and mercy. The Arabic word mawadda and rahma here is not the ordinary mawadda and rahma that you and I yearn for on this earth. It is not the material mawadda and rahma. It is not the material and um, superficial mawadda and rahma. It is not the agenda-driven mawadda and rahma. It is divine mawadda and rahma. Rahma and mawadda from Allah Azza wa Jal. Allah's name is Al-Wadud. He is the source of love. He says, I will give between the two people who have created the right space, the safe space, the sakina. I will give between them my essence of love. Allahu Akbar. Allah will give for these two. Al-Wadud, Al-Wadd, Mawadda, between the two. And Rahma, Allah's name is Ar-Rahman. He will give own Rahma in the marriage if you create the right space. My brothers and sisters, you need to not only do the right thing, but you need to know how to do the right thing. Not only do you need to know how to do the right thing, you need to know what is your responsibility and what is Allah's responsibility. 
And when Allah says, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا He takes that responsibility upon himself. And then he says, إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَةٍ لِقَوْمِ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ There are signs for those who reflect. In other words, when you're married, when you're creating a family, you need to constantly evaluate, constantly revisit your relationship. Ask your wife. Brothers, when you go home, ask your wife this question today. How am I doing? Am I a good husband? I know some of you are looking at me thinking, nah, I'm not going to ask that question. I'm going to be in trouble. Well, if you think you're going to be in trouble, it's about time you changed. Constant evaluation means asking your wife, how am I doing? Can I do things differently? Am I looking after you? Am I loving you enough? Am I being good to you? Am I being kind to you? Am I giving you a safe space? Am I giving you what I had promised in presence of Allah when I signed on that contract when I got married to you? And sisters, ask your husband the same question. Am I being a good wife? Am I doing the right thing? Am I providing you the mawadda and rahmah? Am I giving you sakina? Am I giving you what I promised on the day when I signed on that contract? Am I? Allah's signs are only available for those people who constantly evaluate, who constantly are willing to change. My brothers and sisters, marriage is done very easily and without thinking by many people. And when they fail, they become very angry with marriage. Why are you angry with marriage? Why don't you look at yourself? Why are you angry with Allah? Instead of blaming Allah, why don't you evaluate your own behavior? Society has gone slightly topsy-turvy at the moment. When we fail, we blame Allah. When we have been abused in our relationship, we blame Allah. When we've been brought up in an abusive household, we blame Allah. We need to eradicate from our society all types of abuse. Abuse of our children, haram in Islam. Nobody's allowed to abuse children under any circumstances. You're not allowed to abuse your family, whether it is emotional abuse, whether it is physical abuse, whether it is emotional abuse, financial abuse, sexual abuse, all types of abuse is haram in Islam. We as a community need to stand together, create the right foundation, sakina litaskunu ilayha, the right space which can then receive Allah's mercy and love. If you don't create the right space, why do you blame Allah? You have failed in your duty. We have failed in our duty collectively. So I bring you back to the topic of our discussion today. In our children, in our schools, our children need to be taught family values. Our children need to be taught relationship values. Our children need to be taught how to express their emotions in a halal manner between man and a woman in a marital space. And as parents, you must become the living example, living embodiment of sakina and love and mercy and reflection. Otherwise, your children will never learn. You want to challenge the world and the society for teaching something that is contrary to your belief? Don't worry about challenging. Go and pre present the alternative. Speak about the alternative. Give the living example of the blessings of the alternative. When we fail to offer alternative, we make a lot of noise. As they say, a hollow vessel makes a lot of noise. My mother used to say, rotten ginger stings more than normal ginger. When we're rotten from inside, we make a lot of noise. As a community of people, I'll urge you to finish. Let's come together. Let's strengthen our families. Let's teach our children family values. Let's share the goodness of our family with our neighborhood. Let's tell the world why a family like ours is a good thing. Why family as proposed by Allah and the Quran is a fantastic news for the world. Why 
a partnership between a man and a woman is the best way forward for sustaining humanity and keeping humanity happy and prosperous. Let's show the world by examples rather than screaming and shouting about it. Very briefly, if your children are being forced to learn something that you do not approve of, you can speak to the school straight away. You can speak to the school head teacher. You can speak to the form teacher. You can speak to the governors. You can speak and you can raise your concern. If you don't think your kids are being given the right education in school, we live in an amazing country. You can take your school children out of your out of the school and you can homeschool them if you want. Many parents have homeschooled. My wife and I we've homeschooled both of our children from the day they were born until they are going to join secondary school. You can homeschool your children if you are worried about what's being taught in the school. But what is not acceptable is not to teach them. What is not acceptable is to shy away from the discussions on difficult topics including sex and relationship. That is not acceptable. You need to teach them this. At school, at home, in your madrasa, in the masajids, we must teach our children how to behave better and properly, how to be a full human being and be ready for the world and life. I would like you to become school governors. Take interest. Go to your school, your parents' evening for your kids. Take interest and sit down and learn what they're learning. Look at the curriculum. Look at the books that they're studying. Sit with them and learn with them. If you take interest in your children's future, the schools will respect you. But you turn up to protest, but you've never been to a parents' evening. You turn up to scream and shout, you've never shown any interest in what they're learning. That's not going to work. We need to teach our children to become the best in the world. We need to teach them so that they can become the leaders of the Muslim world, the whole world, Britain and the United States of America, Europe and Asia and Africa, wherever they live, we need to encourage our children to become the best. But you can't do that unless you provide them wholesome education. So I'm saying you have every right within the law to challenge, to consult, to discuss and debate, to be involved in your children's education. If you feel school is not doing a good enough job, set up your own school. If you're thinking that you can't, homeschool your children. But no teaching is not an option. And remaining backward and emotional is not an option. Is not an option for Muslims. So I say to you, my brothers and sisters, let's together make a change. Let's invest in our children, invest in our family. Allah will bless us and Allah will bless our future. Ya Arhamur Rahimin, Ya Akramur Rahimin, protect our children, Ya Allah. Protect our future, Ya Allah. Ya Akramur Rahimin, Ya Arhamur Rahimin, protect them from the evil of ourselves and evil of the society. Protect our families, Ya Arhamur Rahimin, from ourselves and these whispers of shaitan, Ya Allah. Ya Akramur Rahimin, Ya Arhamur Rahimin, strengthen our families, Ya Allah. Instill in our hearts love and mercy, Ya Allah. Enable us so that we can create a safe space, a sakina in our homes, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, as parents, give us the strength to be able to exemplify your deen so that the, our children can learn from our examples, Ya Allah. Ya Rahmur Rahimin, Ya Akramur Rahimin. Bring values, ethics, and morality in our families, Ya Allah. Enable us to, so that we can share this goodness of our deen with our people around, Ya Allah. Ya Rahmur Rahimin, give shifa from your shifa for those who are not well, Ya Allah. And have mercy on the souls of those people who have passed away, Ya Allah. 
ربنا تقبل منا انك انت السميع العليم وتب علينا يا مولانا انك انت التواب الرحيم ان الله يامر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء والمنكر البغي يعدكم لعلكم تذكرون فاذكروني اذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون والله يعلم ما تصنعون اقم الصلاه